It's time now for Keeping It 100 with Dory. Sponsored by the Derek Olivier Institute, Keeping It Real with Dory is designed to analyze, discuss, and develop positive outcomes to help stop the violence in the community. Now, let's go to the studios. Here's our show host, Edmund Davis. Alumni, parents, and students, be sure to listen every Monday night at 6 p.m. to Arkansas Baptist College today. Every week, we'll discuss Arkansas Baptist College and the campus activities. Guests will include faculty, staff, students, and we'll even throw in a community leader or two. Be the first to know what's happening on and around the campus of Arkansas Baptist College by listening to Arkansas Baptist College today. That's every Monday at 6 p.m. on Buffalo Radio. The smart, affordable choice when choosing a college is as simple as ABC. Arkansas Baptist College is among the most affordable colleges in the state of Arkansas. We'll work with you to create the optimal financial package and consider you for a variety of institutional scholarships when you apply. You'll receive automatic considerations for merit scholarships, which are renewable up to four years and based on your GPA. First-time freshmen are also eligible for a 20 $500 annual reward. In addition to scholarships for academic merit, we offer athletic scholarships, and we can't forget about scholarships for band and choir. Our financial aid team can help you through the process of compiling scholarships, grants, loans, and work study. We here at Arkansas Baptist College believe college should be accessible to everyone. For more information, call 501-420-1234. Arkansas Baptist College. We'll see you on campus. Are you tired of the violence that is racking your community? Are you wishing someone would do something about it? The Derek Olivier Research Institute, based on the Arkansas Baptist College campus, is doing just that. Join Edmund Davis every Thursday at 6 p.m. as he and his special guests discuss viable solutions for stopping the violence in our communities. That's Keeping It 100 with Dory every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. right here on Buffalo Radio. What's the science class every episode of the semester? As we begin, and before we begin, we want to give a shout out to everyone out there listening. My name is Ed Davis, Director of Career Services at Arkansas Baptist College, but also host and producer of the Keeping It 100 Door here on Buffalo Radio, where being real is the deal. We are broadcasting live and direct from Arkansas Baptist College in downtown Little Rock's historic Dunbar neighborhood. We're just three lights away from the Arkansas State Capitol Building, the seat of power in the natural state. Keep It at 100 Redori comes on every Thursday from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on Buffalo Radio. We are the newest HBCU radio station in the nation. We are Arkansas and America's only known weekly radio hour that discusses black male homicides as a priority. That's right. Let that marinate as a priority because it's the number one killer of black males ages 1 through 44 in the United States of America. Okay. 
we bring on continuous guests, and today we have several special guests that have known uh, not just here in the central Arkansas region, but throughout the country. And so before we get to that, let's go ahead and get to this. We've got some announcements we want to give an acknowledgement to, and uh, we want to say hello and thank you to Spectacular Smith and what he's doing. For those who don't know, uh, he is a pioneer. He's a guru, if you will, uh, with social media, but also in radio and, and, of course, a lot of different things. You all know him from Pretty Ricky, the uh, you know album and the uh, artist, whatnot. But, you know, if you listen to Spec, you avoid the wreck, folks. That's my new hashtag outside of this, but we're learning from him and, you know, his family and his staff, what he has going on. I'll talk more about that a little bit later, but definitely uh, he is increased uh, synergy in us and we're gonna be uh, agents of contagious to increase it with you. And so we wanna say thank you to uh, room number seven. Room number seven folks is the truth uh, to Raheem, Tracy, uh, Desmond Soon and all the folks, those spectacular stars in the house. Also to Aaliyah Hendricks. Um, we are grateful and honored that uh, we uh, get a chance to meet you as well. Also from last week's show we had on national champ, uh, national record holder third place in the world championships as far as the uh, under 20 is concerned. Coach D. Dworsky Odom, he was our honored guest last week on the Keeping It 100 with Dory show where he kind of gave some tips and some advice and some keys and some indicators of what to look for, uh, whether it's in the classroom, on the track, or in between on the streets when it comes to black males and what we need to look out for, but also how we need to listen to them. That's right, listen to black males, all right? So again, we want to say thank you, Coach Dworsky Odom, for all that you do, brother, okay? And getting back before we have our special guest sitting right here in front of me, I want to give a, an acknowledgement to uh, this part here. And this part is really just kind of a, something that was been on my spirit for a little bit longer than uh, normal. I didn't get a chance to talk to or talk about uh, last week. But um, I was driving down the street and uh, in this area. Y'all know where I'm going with this. and. Uh, you can hold your breath for 30 seconds driving down, whether it's MLK or Wright Avenue. And I love this neighborhood, okay? This is a historic district. A lot of growth has come from here. A lot of people have blazed trails here. But I was driving for about 30 seconds and I passed about four to five uh, liquor dispensaries or distilleries, if you will. And so it just kind of got my attention. Driving further down the block, I see a lot of people that don't look like they're doing too well. And I'm thinking there's a parallel there you know, we always talk about drugs and also we also talk about weapons, but no one talks about alcohol as being a weapon and that it is. And so again, I know this is not a popular message, but again, uh, we can do this because we're keeping it 100 with ourselves. And so again, alcohol needs to be a, a discussion when it comes to talking about elements of uh, addressing issues in our neighborhood. Alcohol should be up there with uh, drugs and uh, with abuse and all those other forms of uh, addictions because it is an addiction. So again, I passed by three or four liquor stores or places that make a lot of money by selling liquor and it wasn't even 30 seconds, okay? So again, that was an irritant, but again, I'm just keeping it 100 as we do. But that again is my Professor David Says segment. Okay, so we're gonna go ahead and kick the beat up real fast, okay? Okay, we're gonna go ahead and kick it up real fast. And, uh, all right, is that, okay, yeah, so we're gonna go ahead and kick it up. We have in the studio, folks, live and direct, Mr. Marcus Leonardo Boyd. He's a man that uh, we've been following each other for a while. He's got several messages that are alike to uh, many people, myself included. 
but I want to go ahead and give him a proper introduction before uh, you hear this uh, man's voice, okay? We have Marcus Leonardo Boyd, Marcus Boyd. He is, of course, an African-American man, a leader, a community leader, but of course, he has four awards from being an autism activist. That's right, folks. He is an advocate for autism. So those parents out there, those who are listening to me right now, listen to this man and what he has to say, okay? Uh, because, of course, the next year, the Library of Congress in Washington, D.C. will be giving him honors, okay? He will be acknowledged there by uh, an honors award ceremony. He will be inducted into uh, some black history books, and I'll let him kind of elaborate further uh, on that when he comes on the show. Uh, he is autistic, of course, and definitely uh, he's been speaking for people who are autistic for since he was 13 years old. And at the age of two, of course, he was doing some special things. And uh, of course, he's won some awards for music. He's been nominated for major awards and have even been on billboard charts, uh, of course. Uh, and he is a college graduate and a very well-known face uh, in the community. Definitely uh, that is he is, okay? So of course, he gives the fight every day for autism, for individuals who uh, have that um, you know, situation going on in their lives and their families. Uh, he is an advocate, not just here in Little Rock, not just here in Arkansas, not just here in the United States, but worldwide, folks. That's right, worldwide. He's uh, been, of course, around the country. He's been around the globe. He's been to several countries to speak about autism. Of course, he's been to even to the continent of Asia. Uh, he's been to uh, Australia, which is a country and a continent. He's been to South Africa. He's been to Dubai, London, the Philippines, Pakistan, India, Scotland, and the UK and so on and so forth. Without further ado, folks, let's welcome to the Keeping It 100 with Dory, Mr. Marcus Boyd. How you doing, sir? I'm honored. I'm, I'm, I'm honored. That, that, was, that was amazing. I have never had an introduction like that. That was amazing. <laughs> well, you know what? I have to you know, keep it 100. And we thank you for all that you're doing, not just for your own personal walk, but for the walk of others. And so uh, tell the Keeping It 100 with Dory audience, give us two things that's not in the Wikipedia article that's going to be written about you. Give us two articles or two points, two facts about you that was not in your biography. Um, well, I, I'm, I come from the projects. I come from the inner city. Um, that's one. And I have 10 brothers and nine sisters. That's two. Okay, wow. 10 brothers and nine sisters. So you fall with youngest, oldest, where do you fall? Any, anywhere where my grandma said A-U. Wherever she said A-U, that's where I fell. Okay, I received that. I definitely received that. Well, welcome to the show. We're honored to have you here. And I want to give an acknowledgement to the Olivier family, from Mama Alma, Papa Joseph, uh, Brother Antoine, and Sister Felicia, and the whole entire Olivier family in South Louisiana. We're praying for you and with you. We're thinking about you. And of course, Marcus knows a little bit about Dory and what it stands for, the Derrick Olivier Research Institute here at Arkansas Baptist College. And so, of course, Marcus, uh, tell us a little bit more about yourself um, as far as you leaving from New York, coming down to Arkansas. How did that happen? Well, well, I'll be remiss, um, Mr. Davis, if I don't give a quick shout-out to my boss. <laughs> if I don't give a shout-out to my boss, the amazing Marcus Eubanks, Resurgent TV, if I don't give a shout-out, you know what I mean, yeah. <laughs> to, to, to Resurgent. But um, I came out here some months ago because – you know, I was in Fayetteville. My best friend lives in Fayetteville. Okay. So I wanted to do something different for uh, autism because I kept hearing stories that Little Rock needed, like, a push 
when it comes to autism programs, autism laws, autism rights. I mean, we have my mom out here, Vanessa Tez Myers, you understand what I'm saying, what she's doing with my little brother Alexander and stuff of that nature. But mm -hmm. the thing is, it's like I wanted to be able to help in the push, help in the, in the fight, mm -hmm. if you will, for autism. So that's why I came to Little Rock. Okay. So give the listeners here some, some data, if you will. We're a data-driven show about the numbers, maybe not just locally, but across the state and across the country when it comes to autism. For those who are listening that may not know about uh, autism, kind of educate us all on, uh, on this uh, spectrum. Well, um, let's see here. Okay, so in 2000, they had 728% um, of individuals that had it that had autism, but now those numbers have massively increased. They say one out of 44 children now has autism, more boys than girls. And in, in by the year 2025, if it's 8 million people in the city, 4 million of them has autism. Wow. So, so it's, it's, it's really, I mean, they, they feel like they can get that because of shots or they can get that because of gen genetically you know, your, your mom, your dad, somebody had autism or whatever. There's a million and one ways that a person can, can have autism or acquire autism. It's not just one or two things. Um, I was 13 when I started speaking at a two-year-old's level. Mm -hmm. um, 11 different doctors did say I was basically brain dead because, um, you know, my brain doesn't function like everybody else's. I would never go to school, clothe myself, feed myself. I would never be alone, live alone. I will always need a caregiver. Mm -hmm. So I didn't start talking like this until I was almost 18. Mm -hmm. But that took years of, of sticky notes, reading, speech therapy, my behavior aid, my caseworker. My, I mean, it took, <laughs> it, it, it took years and years and years of a village. It just didn't come like tomorrow. I'm speaking in full sentences. Mm -hmm. when, I was, you know, when I was not speaking in full sentences at 13, when I was still having problems using the bathroom on myself, when I was having emotional behaviors, and at almost 40, I still have emotional behaviors. Mm -hmm. I still have autism. It's not something I overcame. Mm -hmm. I still have it, and I just wear it proudly. Okay. And, and to those listening, that's Mr. Marcus Boyd, an advocate, uh, not just regionally, not just nationally, but internationally for uh, autism. And for those who have autism, it's a family, it's a community within a community and uh, we embrace them. They're our brothers and our sisters. And we have church members, we got family members who are, are living with autism. We don't say necessarily suffer with it, but they're dealing with it and they're conquering it and they're getting over it. But still, like Mar Marcus said, um, you know, he still has it. So again, he embraces that and he takes it in stride. Uh, and so we, we uh, definitely um, want to, to, to let people know that you are a champion for what you do and we, we thank you for that. And of course, the show's known all over the country for um, talking about African-American males and, and homicides. And so, you know, I don't have the numbers in front of me. Normally I do have some statistics in front of me about whether it's, uh, you know, emotional temper tantrums, uh, autism, and how that plays into effect with a violent or erratic or erratic rather behaviors with, uh, again, our focus are, are black males. So, but you just confided something to me and you said that sometimes you uh, still have maybe uh, an issue from time to time that you still deal with gracefully, you know, so can you shed some light on that as it relates to, uh, you know, how that is as far as the numbers, if you have any numbers? 
Um, I don't really have numbers. I have experience. Okay. See, you from you from PA. I'm from Brooklyn and Atlanta. You, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, where I come from, you know, it's, it's juice, Doritos, and a body count. You, you understand what I'm saying? So you're going to see your body before you see textbooks. You're going to see your body before you see that yellow school bus. That's just where I come from. You, you understand what I'm saying? Okay. So it's, it's, it's more so in my day when I was growing up, it was more so celebrated. It was more so like you get a stamp, you get a little patch on your face, you get a little a star or whatever, whatever, because you had to put in work, quote, unquote. Mm-hmm. You, you understand what I'm right, saying? Right. But, you know, what we, what we don't understand as black men is that we're killing each other over ignorance, over pure ignorance, over, you know, you stepped on my shoe, you looked at my girl wrong, you talked to her, you didn't Facebook give me all my- Facebook beef, social media. <laughs> you didn't give me all my money. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Pure ignorance. And we catching bodies for what? For what? I mean, I, I had my first experience when I was 10. My best friend was my voice. His name was Tony Rodriguez. So he was, he was a worker, if right. you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Exactly. So he was skimming off the top. He was 11. He was skimming off the top. So OG found him. It was like 50, 60 guys surrounded us. They put guns in my head and his. But they blew his head off right in front of everybody. Over some money. Over some money, right mm-hmm. in front of me. His, his brains landed on my face, on my shirt, on my Bugle Boy shirt. You understand what I'm saying? Real talk. And he was almost 11 years old. And he was just trying to get money for his family. Not saying what he was doing was right. Exactly. But we can't judge when when we deep in the dirt. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? So after losing him, that was it for me. That was it. Mm -hmm. Because I lost somebody dear to me. Over what? Four, five hundred? And folks listening, you can die out here for five bucks. Okay, uh, you know, it's out here. It's serious. And again, I, I thank the Lord because this is the only known radio show where we talk about just this topic here. And we find ways to navigate and tie, whether it's an author, whether, you know, it's a police officer, an educator, a radio DJ, a celebrity, or someone who is a champion uh, of certain areas of life, such as you, Mr. Boyd. And we do that. And so, again, as we're sitting here, this whole show lasts about an hour. In this country, every 50 minutes, an African-American male is killed violently by another African-American male. I'm just relating the data. I'm the messenger, folks, those who are listening, tuning in to Keeping It 100 with Door here on Buffalo Radio. This is Professor Davis. We're talking about, you know, autism and the roles that it plays and how is there some relevance, you know, with autism and some emotional outbursts. And, of course, you got young brothers with pistols. Some of them have pistols that I can't afford and I've been teaching for 20 years, okay? But again, hashtag PPE money used misappropriately, inappropriately. So again, uh, you know, it all makes sense when you look at and look at the data. And uh, it's some sinister messages when you look at that data, but still, the, the numbers don't lie. And so, Marcus, speak to, you know, growing up in New York and, of course, coming down here, the differences between the two as far as African-American males, what you experience, uh, whether it's that violent spectrum if you know anybody else who uh, has autism and how they live and how you live, and, and, and share some of that. Well, for me, um, I, again, I came down here some months ago. 
So, you know, growing up between Brooklyn, New York, and Atlanta, Georgia, you understand what I'm saying? The difference is, is way, way, way different. And, and it, you know, when I was, when I was growing up in Brooklyn, the, you know, Best Style and stuff like that, the first thing I was given was, you know, my dad was not in the home. So the OGs in the street became, became Papa. You understand what I'm saying? So they 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 giving me they giving me book bags. They giving me book bags, and then they then that little book bag it got a little small little piece in it. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Right, they, right. they call it they call it a little shorter armor. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just a little shorter armor. You catch the A one, you catch the A train or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Just a little shorter armor on you, just in case a little situation gets sticky. Mm-hmm. Now you you can't talk. You on you nonverbal. You got autism, but they not teaching you how to be a man. They teaching you how to shoot somebody. They teaching you how to go to prison. That's what they teaching you, but but you're not realizing that because you're trying to be just like them because that's right. the only thing that you see. Right. It's them. You see the little TV rap videos or whatever, whatever. So you're trying to make it out the same situation that they trying to make it out of. See, um, um, unfortunately, at that time we was not thinking. Okay, we need to turn. To, we need to turn to God. We need to give it all to God. We need to pray to God. We need to let God handle our revenges. We need to let God handle. Our, our problems and put it in his and put it in his let his will be done no it was we was taught that you got to get it out the dirt you got to get it out the mud whichever way you got to get it because you're a man first and ain't nobody going to disrespect your pride ain't nobody going to take your ego away from you you got to stand on your tin you understand what i'm saying mm-hmm. now you still nonverbal. <laughs> you still Getting abused at home. You still not eating. You still got 20, 40 something kids in the living room. Mm-hmm. Cause my grandma had twenty four kids and she took in my mom's twenty two. Yeah, and she didn't have no job. And that's real talk. So as we close out in this first segment, Mr. Marcus, give us maybe one tip, maybe two tips, real quick. Give us something real quick, some wisdom nuggets for our listeners, those that have children that are maybe suffer from autism but are on that violent street. Well. I would say simply, I'm almost 40, and I still have autism. I still deal with emotional behaviors. I, you know, I still have um, sensory issues. Um, you know, I still deal with the same situations. But what we cannot do is allow the devil to win. See, we have to be able to understand who it is, and we have to be able to under- and call him out on what he does. Mm-hmm. Because it's not us individually. It's the devil controlling our actions. Oh, yeah. And we're allowing him to control it because we... Our anger and our rage step into play before common sense does. So if your child has autism and you see any violent streaks or any type of violent behavior, please get them help. Please. It's compassion and patience that helps build better futures. And how can people reach you, those listening, before we go on our commercial break? How can they reach out to you? Simple. Call me, 479-225-0534. I'm just like everybody else. Any social media? Uh, Instagram, Autism Activist Marcus Boyd. My website, AutismActivistMarcusB.com. And Facebook, Marcus L. Boyd. Okay. Well, folks, you heard it live and direct here on Keeping It 100 with Dory, the Mr. Marcus Boyd. We appreciate you, sir. We're going to take our first commercial break, and we'll be right back with Keeping It 100 with Dory.
Alumni, parents, and students, be sure to listen every Monday night at 6 p.m. to Arkansas Baptist College Today. Every week, we'll discuss Arkansas Baptist College and the campus activities. Guests will include faculty, staff, students, and we'll even throw in a community leader or two. Be the first to know what's happening on and around the campus of Arkansas Baptist College by listening to Arkansas Baptist College Today. That's every Monday at 6 p.m. on Buffalo Radio. The smart, affordable choice when choosing a college is as simple as ABC. Arkansas Baptist College is among the most affordable colleges in the state of Arkansas. We'll work with you to create the optimal financial package and consider you for a variety of institutional scholarships when you apply. You'll receive automatic considerations for merit scholarships, which are renewable up to four years and based on your GPA. First-time freshmen are also eligible for a 20 annual reward. In addition to scholarships for academic merit, we offer athletic scholarships, and we can't forget about scholarships for band and choir. Our financial aid team can help you through the process of compiling scholarships, grants, loans, and work study. We here at Arkansas Baptist College believe college should be accessible to everyone. For more information, call 501-420-1234. Arkansas Baptist College. We'll see you on campus. Are you tired of the violence that is racking your community? Are you wishing someone would do something about it? The Derek Olivier Research Institute, based on the Arkansas Baptist College campus, is doing just that. Join Edmund Davis every Thursday at 6 p.m. as he and his special guests discuss viable solutions for stopping the violence in our communities. That's Keeping It 100 with Dory every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. right here on Buffalo Radio. Welcome back to Keeping It 100 with Dory here on Buffalo Radio. We're being real is the deal. Wow, that was amazing. You know, I don't know a whole lot about autism, but I'm going to take that challenge on to, to read more about it, to learn more about it, uh, reading health magazines. Uh, I was always uh, into health. I'm still into health, but definitely uh, looking at spectrums and, and talking about how there's an increase since 1980, since I was a little boy, an increase in autism throughout the country. But we have a trailblazer. We just left our studio. Thank you, Mr. Marcus Boyd, for your uh, passionate input uh, with uh, regards to uh, autism, okay? All right, folks, we have in the studio Reverend Odell Carr, and before we talk about uh, him and before we engage in a conversation with him, I'm going to, uh, you know, introduce you to our esteemed guest, okay? Of course, Reverend Odell Carr began and completed his undergraduate work receiving a degree in history, folks. Let that marinate. History, okay? Yes. This is Professor Davis, history professor, and I uh, love it right here. So again, we already got that swag going, folks. And education at Philander Smith College, of course, fellow HBCU just down the street here in Little Rock, Arkansas. He's taught in the public schools in North Little Rock as well as El Dorado, Arkansas. Shout out to El Dorado, Arkansas's public school district. He is a retired from South Arkansas's Development Center for Children and Families of El Dorado, Arkansas. He shares with the word, of course, a ministerial career spanning some 34, almost 35 years to date. He studied at the uh, Andersonville Baptist Seminary in Andersonville, Georgia, and he holds a Master's of the- Theology and a Doctorate of Philosophy from Texarkana Baptist Ministry in Texarkana, Arkansas, Texarkana, Texas, rather, okay? He is presently the 19th uh, year as the uh, pastor of the New St. Mary 
Baptist Church of Camden, Arkansas. Of course, he has been recognized by the National Baptist Convention as a certified Congress Dean. On April 27th of this year, folks, 2022, he published his first book entitled Resurrecting Black Mind, okay? Resurrecting the Black Mind. I repeat, Resurrecting the Black Mind. Look that up, folks. Resurrecting the Black Mind. His book is a comprehensive study that focuses on bringing the light to the contributing factors of blacks to the worlds of civilization, okay? Most of which has been previously left off record. And then y'all know, again, that's what we do here at ABC, especially those in history class. So, of course, I have a teacher amongst teachers sitting to my left up here, all right? He is married and also has, he's a father of four children and a grandfather of six. Allow me, of course, let me back up a little bit. He also has his son, all right, accompany us in the studio. We got Brother Mitchell as well, so I want to give a shout out to his brother Mitchell and, of course, an acknowledgement to uh, his daughter, Carmen Carr. She was an Arkansas Baptist College graduate some years ago. We had her, I believe, been 10 plus years ago. Okay, so without further ado, let's uh, welcome Dr. Odell Carr, Reverend Odell Carr, to the studio. Sir, how you doing? I'm quite well. Thank you for having me today. It's honored to have you here, sir. So uh, given that introduction we just gave to you, give us, give the Keeping It a 100 audience, give some tips that we didn't mention in this biography. Tell us some things about you that we couldn't fit in this script here. Give us about two or three things that we didn't mention. Well, I think for familiarity's sake and for clarity, I am a black-born person in the East Arkansas section of the state. I was uh, reared in the uh, St. Francis County area. Yes, sir. I had my schooling there, elementary, uh, junior, and senior high school. And I came uh, to the surface of understanding what Jim Crow was about and what the KKK represented right there in the vicinity of the home where I grew up. So I think uh, what would be most uh, helpful for your listening audience to know about me is that if I was able to live through uh, the kind of environment, the difficult environments in every respect uh, in the place where I grew up, then there obviously is someone else who will come along someday and take the baton from my hands and continue the work that I'm doing. So those are the things that I think are important about me that people uh, need to know. Mm -hmm. As far as the book is concerned, it's here. Uh, yes. Whoever wants to buy it can purchase that and read it for themselves and yes. become the judge for themselves yes. uh, for the work that we've done. Well, we appreciate your contributions, past, currently speaking, and, and you know, what the Lord is, is planning uh, in the future is already written. And so, uh, you know, give us a little bit more of the history of your family, you know. My father uh, received uh, the Purple Heart uh, in the Korean conflict, the Good Conduct Medal, the uh, Korean Service Medal. And he, uh, at his death, he was the oldest black uh, master plumber in St. Francis County. He lived to become uh, 88 years old. Uh, as I say, he's a Korean War veteran. Mm -hmm. And he was the first man, he was the first man to ask me what I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. Living in a city, a community, an environment like I did, he was wise enough to instill in me the desire to become something, to take myself and 
as the old folks said, make some out of yourself. Yes, yes. So my dad uh, was a war veteran. Uh, my mother uh, worked for 30 years at what was the Sanyo television uh, factory okay. uh, there in our city. Uh, and they've both been deceased now, and I'm the oldest of seven uh, at age 69, uh, going to 70 in the month of November, if I'm here to see that. Yes, sir. And so just a regular person from a regular place who was blessed to be stricken with a lightning bolt to write a book about our people, because if, in fact, a people are without their history, they are, in essence, like a tree that has no roots and it will die. So that's kind of uh, the where I came from and who I was connected to and how I reached uh, the platform that I've arrived at today. Yes, sir, and we're honored that you're here. And uh, I'm thankful that the Holy Spirit led you to call several weeks ago, yes. and, and, and I'm glad you recovered from COVID. Yes. You know, the enemy tries to throw those uh, <laughs> sideballs. Yes, I made it. Yes, you're here, so it's, it's a blessing. It was written that you're here. And so let's talk a little bit about your resource here, this book. And you mentioned the reason why you wrote it. Mm -hmm. And so I gravitate towards that. Um, we're on the same vibe, the same wavelength, uh, Dr. Carr. So, uh, you know, what do you plan on doing in the long haul with it, not just here regionally, but across the country? What's the five-year uh, goal to it as you use it as a resource? Well, as a resource, I am hopeful that when we consider that there are 50 states in this nation, and I consider the fact that we are a spiritual church-going people, in my mind, I see nothing less than 1,000 books yes. placed in 1,000 hands in each state. And at the close of the day, if you get 1,000 books in 1,000, uh, people's hands in all of the states, I think it would make a remarkable difference in how we can collectively get back together and start singing the same song mm -hmm. on the same sheet of music. I think the book, I know the book is a work that will unify us. The work has been written. We just have to do the follow-up by getting involved and by purchasing the material and by using the material in the home, mm -hmm. uh, and I'm gonna talk a few minutes now yes. about murder, because you sent me a message about uh, mitigating crime yes, and sir. murder, and I, I really, that resonated with me uh, deeply, so I wanna give about five points at the appropriate yes, time sir. to speak about what we are looking at, but we don't necessarily see. Okay, you know what, uh, you have the floor, it's all yours. Dr. Carr, uh, about these uh, points. I would love to hear. All right, well, uh, let's look at the interaction from your desk to my desk. And you asked me to be ready mm -hmm. to answer questions about how to slow down uh, or to mitigate uh, black male homicides in Little Rock and in the United States. Uh, and that's a huge challenge, but it's a doable situation. Yes, sir. Uh, my son and I were doing some research on our way up here because I wanted to know, well, how many homicides have there been in Little Rock in the last uh, year or so? And when we collected that data, the thing that was remarkable that didn't surprise me is that at this point in this year, we are 30 percent 
increase mm -hmm. in homicides and we're just bleeding out of the month of July going into the month of August. So that's a problem now. Yes. And that, that the how, in my view, the how is to, through historical awareness, mm -hmm. historical history, Dr. John Henry Clark said, is a clock. Mm -hmm. It's a clock that tells the people their political and their cultural time of day. History is a compass that people use to find ourselves on the map of human geography. He says that history tells us where we have been, where we are, where we still must go, and what we still must be. And he closed that statement with the relationship between history and a people is the same as the relationship between a mother and her child. So I believe that my book is addressing something that can be so helpful in making sure we get back on our historical feet, come back aware of our consciousness as a people. You see, we're talking about murder. Yes. Now murder uh, is an issue, it's an incident, but I think of it in this term. There's a murder that takes place at the scene of the crime, and there is a murder that takes place in the scenery of the, the society mm -hmm. where the murders take place. Mm -hmm. What am I getting at? There is a system in place in this nation whereby someone is satisfied and someone benefits from what happens to black men when they destroy the lives of other black men. So your flyer, I think, is beautifully arrayed because what caught my attention was research and institute. Now, the Arkansas Baptist College mm -hmm. is the institution for the Arkansas Baptist Convention, which means we should be excavating historical information and teaching it. And so my book uh, deals with the issues of who we were before 1619 yes, and yes. who we need to be moving forward from today. Preach. Now, so I think it's a matter of we have to just see what we have been looking at. Neely Fuller Jr., whose book I read uh, quite often, he says in his book, many look but few see. Mm -hmm. So here's where I want to talk about murder. I want to talk about mitigation, how to lessen, how to eradicate if at all possible, how to deal with what we are uh, involved in. Mm -hmm. Has anyone thought about murder in the black home? What do I mean? I mean seven out of ten black boys mm -hmm. are growing up in a home where there is no father and where there is no father figure. Right. Imagine the strain, the struggle in the mind of a child, a boy who has no man to teach and guide him and help him to develop into manhood. And if you take 70% of the uh, black males growing up 
in a home where there's no father, no mm -hmm. father figure, that's a form of murder. Yes, it is. Because it murders the child's potential during what I want to call his formative years. Mm -hmm. uh, it, would be, it would behoove us all to reference Dr. Francis Chris Welsing's work because she talks about you know white domination and genetic survival mm -hmm. and Amos Wilson piggybacks on there mm -hmm. and he says it is absolutely necessary for racism and white supremacy, supremacy to do what it does it's necessary that we be out of our minds and so murder you cut off the male, you know the story exactly. of the, 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 the Exodus account where the Pharaoh gave a decree mm -hmm. to the women who were in the birth stool serving as the midwives. And yes. the decree was given that I want you to legally and lawfully identify and murder. Mm -hmm. And so murder takes place in, in the black home and it's because there is an extraction of the black man from the scenario. My father and my mother were there long enough. Now they, they divorced when I was around uh, sophomore in college, mm -hmm. but my point is they were both there long enough for me to get what I needed to get from them. Exactly. And here I am, I survived. Mm -hmm. So, uh, murder is a, is a key term. Uh, when you murder a child's formative years, I taught special education. Mm -hmm. I know what it's like to be instructing young people who have deficiencies, yes. intellectual as well as physical. Yes. And so I understand that there's something in the formative years that if you don't get it right as they're growing, you're going to have a problem when they get grown. Mm -hmm. And I think we're seeing that in society now. That's murder in the schools. Mm -hmm. Let me explain what I mean. If we use a curriculum mm -hmm. in the school, and African DNA does not match the DNA of European people, and yet the European model is being placed in the curriculum mm -hmm and the African person loses steam, loses ground, and winds up being funneled into some other subpar programs, remedial programs, and so forth, and so that, that's murder. I call that non-physical white rage, that's what I call non it. Non-physical white rage, well put, mm -hmm. well put. You know, because our DNA belongs to us. Yes. You know, when, when we're ready to dance, we dance like Michael Jackson. We don't dance like Fred Astaire <laughs> because there's a difference in the DNA. Mm -hmm. And by the way, Fred Astaire learned his dance yep. steps from a black man, Bill mm -hmm. Bojangles yep. Robinson. Well, uh, for those who are listening, we're talking to uh, Dr. Reverend Odell Carr. It's an honor to be sitting here with him and his son, my brother Mitchell. And uh, I want to give you the mic to close out some remarks. How can people support the resource? How can people reach out to you? And I have to bring you back to the show, God willing, we'll be able okay. to have a part two to this because, uh, again, from the historical aspect, socially, historically speaking, facts, you know, I'm a fact-driven guy. They call me 3D, data-driven decisions. <laughs> so, you know, I got my 3D shades on right now, folks. Uh, yes, ma'am. 
uh, to my wife, I know she's listening. Uh, so again, how can people reach you real fast so we can further hear back with you? People can reach me uh, through uh, Facebook, Odell Carr Ministries. Uh, people can reach me through my email address, which is my name spelled backwards, Carr, C-A-R-R, Odell, 75, uh, at gmail.com. Those are the uh, predominant ways that I would be entertaining, uh, exchanging uh, with people. Uh, I'd like to, if, if someone is interested, I'd prefer that they reach me in one of those mediums and then we can negotiate the getting the material into their hands uh, and into their minds subsequently. Yes. For those listening, before we go to our next commercial, the name of the book is called Resurrecting the Black Mind, Odell Carr, Dr. Odell Carr. We appreciate you, sir. We appreciate this resource. And uh, Brother uh, Mitchell, thank you for accompanying uh, the treasure right here, you know, the gold mine. <laughs> so uh, definitely uh, from all aspects. And so I want to be able to purchase me a copy as all well, right. uh, Dr. Carr. And uh, thank you again for your remarks. You know, we have to get you back on the show okay. on the air, you know, sometime in the future. And again, folks, Resurrecting Black Mind and uh, Odell Carr is the author. And be able to reach out to him at the uh, appropriate time and manner in which he just uh, verbalized to you, okay? So we'll be right back. We're keeping it 100 with Dory here on Buffalo Radio. Alumni, parents, and students, be sure to listen every Monday night at 6 p.m. to Arkansas Baptist College today. Every week, we'll discuss Arkansas Baptist College and the campus activities. Guests will include faculty, staff, students, and we'll even throw in a community leader or two. Be the first to know what's happening on and around the campus of Arkansas Baptist College by listening to Arkansas Baptist College today. That's every Monday at 6 p.m. on Buffalo Radio. The smart, affordable choice when choosing a college is as simple as ABC. Arkansas Baptist College is among the most affordable colleges in the state of Arkansas. We'll work with you to create the optimal financial package and consider you for a variety of institutional scholarships when you apply. You'll receive automatic considerations for merit scholarships, which are renewable up to four years and based on your GPA. First-time freshmen are also eligible for a 20 $2,500 annual reward. In addition to scholarships for academic merit, we offer athletic scholarships, and we can't forget about scholarships for band and choir. Our financial aid team can help you through the process of compiling scholarships, grants, loans, and work study. We here at Arkansas Baptist College believe college should be accessible to everyone. For more information, call 501-420-1234. Arkansas Baptist College. We'll see you on campus. Are you tired of the violence that is racking your community? Are you wishing someone would do something about it? The Derek Olivier Research Institute, based on the Arkansas Baptist College campus, is doing just that. Join Edmund Davis every Thursday at 6 p.m. as he and his special guests discuss viable solutions for stopping the violence in our communities. That's Keeping It 100 with Dory every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. right here on Buffalo Radio. All right, welcome back to Keeping It 100 here on Buffalo Radio. 
Hey, y'all. I mean, we just had a, a gold mine of knowledge just leave the studio. Dr. Odell Carr, he was talking about the resource that he's using to help uh, unity. And again, we all know what makes the devil mad for us getting together and sticking together and working together, collaborating, hashtag unity. That's what ticks the devil off, and I love making him mad. So again, uh, even when we have disagreements, I don't, uh, you know, get too dismayed by disagreements. You're, you're going to have disagreements, and you could respectfully disagree, okay? But this nonsense we're seeing out in the streets with folks uh, pulling triggers and shooting babies and women, and I'm talking to black males, okay? We're talking about African-American males. I've got a grown son. It's despicable what we do uh, as, a, as a culture, and again, we can point fingers here and there. We know it's a byproduct of something more sinister. However, I see the glass half full rather than half empty, okay? So again, welcome back, and again, thank you to Mitchell and uh, Carmen Carr. We appreciate you too, ABC graduate in the house. We also have another ABC graduate in the house right now, folks. You won't believe who's sitting just across from me, just to my left, okay? He is definitely a, a producer. He is an actor. You know, he's a writer. You know, he's a director. Uh, he's a college graduate, a dad. He's doing so many things that are trailblazing. And again, he's not the first, nor will he be the last. But of course, uh, he is a product of Arkansas Baptist College. He's been in Atlanta, all over the country, promoting uh, just the resource that he has now. And of course, uh, I'll let him talk further about that. But without further ado, folks, join me and also the Keeping the 100 Dory family and welcoming Mr. C. James. Okay, here. And folks who don't know, he's a 2013 graduate or 2012? I could be wrong. What? 2010? Nah, 10. Oh, man, like 2010. That <laughs> yeah. was the year I got hit by the uh, motorcycle. Yeah, 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 motorcycle crash. I almost yeah. died that year. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I kept you in my prayers, Thank man. you. Hey, got to yes, give you a Thank you. Yeah. One of my former students. And, and again, I was lifted in prayer, and, and God said, no, your, your, your work is not done here. And so, uh, you know, I don't remember too much from that, but, you know, I, I still feel my mouth is still hurting right now as we're speaking to each other, C. James. Yes, sir. It's been 12 years. Yeah. And my mouth still hurts from that crash. It's crazy. Man. But I can still eat red lobster. Still kiss Mrs. Davis. Though. There you go. <laughs> there it is. So welcome to the show. It's an honor to have you sitting here in this chair. Yeah. And so kind of give the Keeping It 100 audience, give them some tips that I did not mention here as I introduced you. Tell us more about your company, your production. Before we get to the movie, tell us about you, sir. Uh, born and raised here in Little Rock, Arkansas. I grew up probably about six, seven blocks away from Arkansas Baptist College, so straight out the hood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, grew yeah. up uh, knowing that the height of the gangbanging era, I got to see all of that, uh, yeah. was around and exposed to it, just about all that and everything before age eight, nine, 10, 11, whatever. Yeah. Um, and of course, that was a conscious decision to not decide not, not to further partake in those type of activities and actually want to do something with myself and uh, be somebody. So, um, like I tell people all the time, like uh, we got to see big brother mm -hmm. and homeboys go through and do the same thing. Yeah. And uh, as my big brother would say, uh, don't be a crash dummy. So I, I wasn't going to be a crash dummy. I, <laughs> I, what I mean by that, I wasn't going to follow in the steps of everybody else. Mm -hmm. If I was, it was gonna be different from how they did it. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, I got you. That's a, so, that's, that's a hint, folks. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so I, I just knew I was gonna be better. Um, I just, at the same time, too, as well, like I couldn't be in the streets, and now people can see why. Mm -hmm. I think too big. Mm -hmm. 
this movie that I just did, mm -hmm. uh, kind of self-explanatory. Right. right. Um, I just wrote, directed, produced, and starred in my own movie. Again, I come from a single-parent household, um, was resilient, um, nothing but God. Yes. I didn't know where the resources would come as far as financially. I knew I had the connections, been modeling and acting for a while, mm -hmm. but it was time for me to uh, step out and do my own thing. So I, I came up with the uh, idea. Uh, Lord bless me with that. I put it on paper. I set a goal, and it all came together. Um, the, the movie Nice Guys Finished Last yes. um, was written, produced, financed, and uh, I actually was the lead actor in it. Uh, it was a romantic comedy. Mm -hmm. um, it is now available on Google Play, Amazon Prime, and also Tubi TV. My wife and I purchased it too, and we uh, watched it. And yeah. we got to give acknowledgement to you. And we saw Nate Williams and, and a few other folks, our ABC family, and yeah. this, you know, Arkansas, Central Arkansas has a plethora of different resources, actors, people behind stage. So share some light on that as far as the other actors and resources behind the screen and on camera that Definitely. you work with. Yes, I, I specifically wanted to uh, use um, all black cast. Um, so um, all of the lead actors and actresses are from and born and raised, well, not most, some of them not born and raised, but are uh, residents and from Arkansas. Um, we got Nate Williams, who's also alumni. He's a comedian who owns his own comedy club. Mm -hmm. He yeah. played a role of uh, custodian Joe. Um, <laughs> uh, we have uh, Shamber uh, Uza. She's a RN. She's a travel nurse. Um, she's a, a act great actress here. We have Olivia Disney. She's done several different projects, uh, movies that have been on Lifetime, and, right. uh, things like that. Mm -hmm. um, these are names that you need to look out for, and they are all are residents of uh, Arkansas. Um, several others. It's it's literally uh, ninety nine percent mm -hmm. Arkansas cast. We had I had I, I actually flew people in from Atlanta, mm -hmm. probably a good seven to eight people mm -hmm. from Atlanta, four or five from Chicago, two or three from um, Dallas, and then like one from Houston. So okay. it was a, a pretty big cast. Gotcha. Um, Nobody's really done it to that type of extent, what I just did. Mm -hmm. uh, so um, it's kind of a first. I'm not the first to actually write, produce um, a movie and get it in distribution. Um, but I'm probably the one to do it on that scale as far as having that many people come from out of town different to be a places. part of it okay. in different places. Um, but I think I'm the first to kind of also star in it, mm -hmm. that, that wrote it, produced right. it, and directed it. So, awesome, awesome. Um, and it, I wanted to showcase the city here in Little Rock. I know a lot of times um, when Little Rock comes up, people don't affiliate it with something positive. Yeah. Everything I do, I wanted to kind of show positive images, mm -hmm. especially of black males exactly. when we get to that. Um, so uh, we showcased the city um, and highlighted all the spots that I picked out. I was I did everything. I, um, as far as I was a location person, I was like I said, writer, director, <laughs> producer. So I secured all the locations, used all my resources and mm -hmm. people, um, highlighted some uh, local businesses, mm -hmm. um, local artists, uh, every single music uh, artist mm -hmm. and song is from Arkansas as well. So I did my best to try to put everybody um, um, on highlight or on display. Um, my movie actually shows everyone dressed up from head to toe, mm -hmm. T, 
that yeah. was on purpose. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it shows people of color that are uh, affluent yeah. in high paying positions in in uh in big roles that was on purpose. Mm-hmm. And uh I I subliminally wanted people to see um a brother in his office doing his thing and, and like I said, we all we are running it. So it's that, it was intentional. Intentional. Yes. That was intentional. Um also uh it's it's not a traditional movie and i i kind of followed the format of the best man okay when malcolm d lee uh wrote the best man um it was a lot of huge studios passed up um that passed up on the movie because they could not fathom or understand how educated black people could curse Mm -hmm. say the n-word Mm-hmm. And quote the Bible. They wow. didn't understand yeah, it. They they yeah. didn't think black culture like if you educated, <laughs> they all they speak like they're from Oxford. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. There it is. <laughs> they don't, there it is. Yeah, but we, exactly. we we all come from different backgrounds and we're different. We're not a monolith. So <laughs> Mic drop, hashtag not a monolith, folks. You yeah. heard it here. Yeah. So I, I was like I I like the way that 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 cause that, that movie kind of set off an explosion. If you notice like um the success of Best Man, there came these other movies, mm-hmm. The Wood, and many other um, black-led films, right, right. they didn't believe that um, all black cast could sell out and make as much money. So I wanted to kind of bring that feeling back and show something like that. And that That's may have opened up the door for Tyler Perry because that was in the late 90s. Tyler did his thing in the early 2000s, 2004. Facts. So. Good, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and that's that's what I was trying to get back and bring that feeling back. So I, I was um, thinking of some of my favorite movies that was like that. Of course, like I say, Best Man, mm-hmm. Two Can Play That Game, and um, um, the Bo- and Boomerang, which yeah. is a little further yeah. in, the, in the '90s. That that kind of was the first one to mm-hmm. kind of show black people power, right. dressed up and everything. But um, so I was like, I combined all of those and kind of came up with Nice Guys Finish Last, and I wanted to make sure that I showed this from a different perspective. Um, where a black male actually has good intentions. Mm-hmm. Um, he's trying to do the right thing, but when he's he try, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, uh, he he's finding his way through the dating scene. Mm-hmm. So that's where it, it that's where it kind of goes from. So man, I, I I know this is not the the end, and, and there's more to come later. We can see it, of course. Whether it's yeah. a, a work series book about your experience behind the camera, you know, given what you just said as it relates to many people, whether it's in Hollywood or Bollywood or Nollywood over in Nigeria. Yeah. People doing different things and they may take you have may have a series of entertainers and productions teams model after what you're doing uh, in India, you know? Yes. Uh, they they may be doing that. And so of course you may have a couple of books come out uh, from as the fruits of your production and, and writing and uh, you know, penmanship here. And yeah, so, it's people. Somebody's already mentioned it. Like you, can, you probably have to start doing a, a ebook or something because yes. people are asking, like, how did you pull this off? So yeah, you yeah. have to, yeah. you have to do that. So now, real quick, um, let's tie this into black males. Yes, you just mentioned, and, and and we appreciate what you're doing, especially here at ABC. Folks who don't know, Arkansas Baptist College is the only co-ed school in the country that has over 70% of its students are black males <laughs> at a co-ed school. Any other school, our women are outsmarting us and they're out degreeing us, if you will. Yeah. But, uh, but definitely, um, how is this a protective factor to criminality? Okay, like I said, so um, I wanted to, to ingrain that image of, of, of brothers yes. actually um, showing um, themselves being smart, yes. uh, capable of running the office. You know, a lot of times they say we can't 
being leadership roles and, and things like that. So, mm-hmm. um, um, of affluence, um, and and, and he, he's he's also a guy that's grounded. He know who he is, know what he, want, what he wants, mm-hmm. um, and what we kind of fail to realize those those images actually take us a long way you know Mm -hmm. sometimes we have to see it so we can be it Mm -hmm. and that's that's kind of where i was going with that Uh, um i know some of us never even thought about doing something until we saw somebody that looked like us in that role um same thing with this movie thing like some people may have never thought about doing something like that Mm -hmm. until they see me do it like oh wow they've got a brother from the hood it looked just like me um so that makes it a protective factor. Exactly. Just, just with that mirror there. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And, and I also wanted to kind of point out to where, um, as a brother growing up in the hood, I know a lot of times we have lack of resources, um, but that's why you have to network. You got to come out of your shell and talk to people and, and um, um, not, not, not be too um standoffish or have that that attitude that like oh feel entitled but, yeah entitled you yeah. know exactly that's your comfort zone folks <laughs> you heard it from sir james zone. you got to get out your comfort yeah. in order to grow you have to get out your comfort zone yeah. so if you're real comfortable brothers sisters yeah you know sometimes you have to you know in order to grow you have to get out your comfort zone yeah and and, and you can't have too much of an ego i um my my mentor he told me he said um man you have an anointing um not everyone who does a movie will want other directors, writers, or producers on set to work with them. But I, I don't have them uh, ego like that. Like, if I'm cool with you, come on, let's go. If you want to learn, come on, let's go. You want to work, let's go. Like, I'm not, yeah. I'm not in competition with nobody. <laughs> right, you want to eat, let's go. Let's go. But Sir James, Brother Humphrey, give the listeners here Keeping It 100, how can they reach out to you? How can they come on board and come as, and be an agent or how can they work with someone of your caliber for those who are listening whether they're high school whether their mother's listening to the show whether their dad's listening how can they reach out to you how can they find out how can they support the movie um you can watch the movie on tubi tv um you can also uh rent or buy it on google play store or amazon prime you can catch me on instagram as uh c james it's s-e-j-a-m-e-s senior s-r um, Facebook, C. James Humphrey. My website, into the sunset productions.com. Um, and that's that's where you can find me at. I'm on there. So Okay, folks, I, I challenge you to go out and, and to purchase the movie. Me and my wife, again, watched it, and we had a great time. We, we learned a whole lot. We saw some of the uh, innuendos from a socially uh, you know sensitive standpoint. Yeah. That um, C. James are added into the equation. We appreciate Little Rock. Appreciates you. We salute you, sir. Yeah. And we know this is not over. Arkansas Baptist College supports you. I support you, and, and we're honored to have you here in the studio, Thanks. folks. The living legend. Okay, C. James <laughs> Humphrey. Uh, we're glad to have him here. He is a protective factor. Whether it's using the arts, whether it's using cinematic uh, enterprises, productions. You know, he's uh, learning and he's growing and he's teaching others, and that's what it's all about. Yeah. When you get to a place, don't go and leave folks behind you. Bring some folks with you. Yeah. Teach them, educate them, and it goes back into the into the hood, if you will. Okay. Mm-hmm. So again, sir, we thank you. We appreciate you. And uh, you. folks, make sure you tune in next week to Keeping the One Hundred Dory here on Buffalo Radio. We're being real is the deal. Thank you, Sir James. Folks, we out. Thank Peace. Bye bye.
Thank you for listening to Keeping It 100 with Dory, the show designed to create positive attitudes and come up with solutions to stop the violence in the community. Join us every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. right here on Buffalo Radio. We'll see you next week.